Welcome to the Series 6 Exam Prep, podcast lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. This podcast is to assist you in preparing for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. Well, what is the FINRA Series 6 Exam? The FINRA Series 6 Exam is an exam for those who wish to sell investment company products. It's much different from the Series 7 exam, which is the General Securities Representative exam. Typically, this is an entry-level exam that allows you to sell basically mutual funds and investment company products, and as such, is a much easier exam to pass than the Series 7 exam. Now, concurrent with taking this exam, you must also pass the Securities Industries Essentials exam. In reality, you should take the Securities Industries Essentials exam before you take the Series 6 exam. It will help prepare you for the exam. This podcast is going to give you sample portions of the lessons contained in the full bundle of audio lessons for the Series 6 exam prep, audio lessons for the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is an audio course of 8 hours and 44 minutes in length, and there are 20 individual lessons in the full bundle of audio lessons. The full bundle of audio lessons is available at Series 6, and that's the number 6, Lessons.com. Again, www.series6lessons.com. If you like the samples that you're hearing here, and if you would like to try four full-length audio lessons, you can go to the website and sign up to receive the four full sample lessons to help determine if you think these audio lessons would be valuable for you. All right, enough of an introduction. Let's get on to this sample lesson. This is a portion of lesson number 12, Secondary Markets, the full lesson, which is available in the full bundle of audio lessons, is 25 minutes and 31 seconds. Welcome to this lesson about the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is Unit 2, Part 7. We are still in the unit of evaluating customers' financial information, identifying investment objectives, providing information on investment products, and making suitable recommendations. Uh, we'll, We'll talk about the material, and at the end, I will go ahead and let you quiz yourself so you can make sure that you understand what it is that you just read, what it is that you just listened to. So let's go ahead and get started. So I want to first talk about what's called the secondary market. So the secondary market is for people to buy and sell securities to each other. So the primary market we talked about is just where companies sell directly to their shares directly to other people. And then often what happens is when the company has an IPO, their initial public offering, they then sell sell all these things on the all their shares on the primary market and then the these shares are snatched up by investors and then sold to other people at a markup on the secondary market so these are it's where people buy and sell securities to each other the first market that they're sold on is called the auction market sometimes so the primary market auction market 
the main part of this is the New York Stock Exchange, but there's also regional exchanges that are located in the United States in Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. So those are all uh, places where people can exchange stock. So the secondary market is also known by the name the over-the-counter market. You might just see that written as OTC, or sometimes just the negotiated market. This market sells things in shares that are round lots of 100 and is done at individual computers and devices instead of in a physical building like you have on the New York Stock Exchange where people actually go there. This is, this is just done online on people's devices at their leisure. So that's a, a good thing to remember there. The second market, NASDAQ, is one of a market like this, the secondary market. If stock doesn't trade on the NASDAQ, it will not be as liquid or desirable as stock that does trade on the NASDAQ. So you might hear that bandied around too, the N-A-S-D-A-Q, the NASDAQ. The third market is where there is an over-the-counter transaction of a New York Stock Exchange listed security. And there's also a fourth market, which is direct institutional trading. But you don't need to know as much about those. So if you hear the term GDP, this means the gross domestic product of an organization, the total output of an economy. If it's increasing, the economy is grossing. If it is increasing, then the economy is growing. Or if it's decreasing, the economy is shrinking. So the economy goes through a series of growing and shrinking actions called a business cycle. So the first part of this cycle is expansion. Things are growing, things are doing better, business is good. Then we reach the peak. That's the next phase in the business cycle where things get to a point where there are as much as growth as can be sustained. You get to the peak, things get as good as they can get. And then we go to the third stage of contraction, where instead of expanding, the economy is retracting. The economy is shrinking. Then you reach what's called a trough which is the low point, which is as low as it's going to go. And then things turn around back into recovery and the economy starts growing again. You start the cycle over. Expansion, peak, contraction, trough, and recovery. That, that can go up and down. How quickly that happens, that varies. Sometimes we're at longer at certain points of the cycle than others. And sometimes it goes very quickly. A downward turn is known as a recession, and a longer recession sometimes becomes a depression, such as the time of the Great Depression that started in, the, in 1929, first in the United States, but then spread to many places. The term inflation is when prices rise too quickly. So your currency is losing its value. It's a, you a single dollar can't buy as much as it used to. And it's measured by what's called the CPI, or Consumer Price Index. The CPI surveys, a num surveys customers about a number of different prices for really common goods, such as groceries, gas, clothing, and compares them to, so say, a year ago. And if they find that too few dollars are choosing too many goods, then you might have some inflation on your hands. So the opposite of inflation is just called deflation. And that's where goods become too cheap and businesses can't 
turn a profit from it. That's also not a desirable condition. So you want to make sure that the economy is not growing too fast or too slow. Not too much inflation or deflation. The Federal Reserve Board is always raising or lowering the interest rate in order to grow or shrink the economy. So the Federal Reserve, the government, central government agency that has the power over raising the interest rate, the rate at which people can borrow and lend money. So if that goes up, then it's going to cost more to borrow money. That's going to shrink the economy. If it goes down, it's going to cause less going to cost less to borrow money in which the economy is then going to grow because more people are going to do that. So they are always trying to create a, a state of balance, whether it is, oh, the economy is going too quickly. We need to go ahead and shrink things or, oh, it's not growing fast enough. We need to stimulate the economy. And so there's different ways they can do this. We already mentioned the interest rates. Also, they can do, they can uh, so, which is known as monetary policy, they can also change what's called the reserve requirement, which is the amount of money that banks are required to keep in reserve. So if they have to keep more in reserve, they have less to actually give out to people. And so if you raise the reserve requirement, then it, it takes money out of the system. They're also, they can also change what's called the discount rate, which is the rate at which the Federal Reserve charges to banks to borrow from it, and so then banks will then pass that on to their customers. So they can adjust that as well. That's another way that they can influence how much money is in the system. And finally, we have what is called fiscal policy. And that refers to what the president and Congress can do to affect the economy. To grow the economy, they can cut taxes and increase government spending. That uh, puts more money into the system. But if they want to- Thank you again for listening to this sample portion of the full lesson. If you found this lesson valuable, please go to the website, series6lessons.com, and that series, the number six, lessons.com. At the website, you will find a link to purchase the full series of audio lessons if you found this to be valuable to you. Also at the website, you can sign up to get four full-length sample lessons. Best of luck in your studies. 